This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? And if you hear any uh, sneezing and or nose blowing in the background, Joe Sushere is still doing show prep uh, in <laughs> the other in the room over there. So uh, he'll, he might be a part of today's show just incidentally. Um, so are, are you furious? Well, it depends on which topic you'd like to bring I'm gonna up. I'm going to start a story, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this story, and... It's the first time I've ever sided with an insurance company. Oh. Just ever in my entire life. Okay. A Missouri Court of Appeals is siding with a woman who won a $5.2 million award against Geico. Oh, God, this story. You, did you hear this? I saw this story, and I, I, need, I need a lot of explanation. If you haven't heard, if, for those of you who haven't, stick with me. She contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai Sonata, right? Mm-hmm. In a little sedan from a gentleman who had the HPV virus. And so she said that he willingly knew that he had throat cancer and his tumors in his throat were positive for HPV. So by having sex with her in his Hyundai Sonata, he gave her HPV and she went ahead, sued him. His car insurance company has to pay her $5.2 million. What? So... That's the part I'm not understanding in that story that you have, because I've seen this pop up everywhere. But what I'm failing to understand is why is the insurance company liable when it wasn't an accident? No. It wasn't flooding. It was it wasn't the, the vehicle in the car. The vehicle was parked, I would assume. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean if they weren't, maybe but, they maybe it wasn't parked. But that, that's my point. So how it how in God's name is the insurance company liable? I here? don't know, but that seems to be one of those stories where you think that just can't be real. Did I say libel? I meant liable, right? Liable. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, you, yeah. whatever I said. I don't. Whatever you said. We all knew what you meant. But okay. I, I just I heard that story and I thought, well, that can't be true. That's not true. There's not. It has to be a Snoop's. Has to be a Onion story. Or something. It's it's true. Hmm. The the fine people at Geico are saying, oh, um, I guess this claim. The guy's spending eight hundred forty-two dollars a year to insure his Hyundai Sonata, and now they have to come up with five point two million because he seduces a girl and. Granted, if he knew he had HPV, right? If he knew mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. maybe he should have said, "Hey!" But who would have thought that he has throat cancer? He's just trying to make it through life, sure, right? He's sure. just trying to get yeah, like yeah. he's like he's thinking to himself, "Hey, one lucky I night, one I got at cancer this. at this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it." Well, I just, I mean, his. You know, I know you've given you know 100 people HPV or whatever, whatever. That's why I don't drink out of your cokes when you offer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it seems like that's a disease that a lot of people have. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was worth 5.2 million dollars. Well, because what I was going to say in response to that was there was a lot of cars on the uh, Minnesota State University of Mankato campus from mm-hmm. about 1998 to 2001, <laughs> and there would have been a lot of insurance claims, my guess would, would have been, way back then. I'm almost guaranteed one of my children probably came from a car experience. Could I go ahead and sue myself? I mean, could I say, hey, you, I, uh, this driver was obviously not thinking clearly, Yeah. right? That's maybe not a bad idea. That's why you never buy. I want to divulge the next line that I want to divulge, just based upon the people that I know listen to this oh, show. No. Well, no, I, I, it's nothing. It's 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 nothing bad. I, never. I've never. That's never. Never. Really? I've, I've never. Well, okay. N- number one, it's probably just be, been because 
I'll just wait. Like we're just wait. You, I, it's just you have, I've never, I wait five more minutes. Is yeah, that we're gonna be home in a minute here, babe. Let's just wait a minute. Yeah, but you get home, your wife's there. <laughs> Stop it. That was a joke. But, that you know, was but funny. you know what I'm saying? I've never. That's never. Really, me. really. Never. I just you know just note to parents that have kids going into high school: don't buy them cars with third row seating. No, right? that's that's way too much space. You can almost for... get comfortable. There's nothing comfortable about it. It's so funny. The things you used to do as a kid. Yes. Or at least I used to do as a kid. You were too pr- you know prudent and smart, Puritan. <laughs> But things I used to do, I would never do those anymore. Like, that's way too uncomfortable. That's like, uh, I, I, you know, I got to stand up. No, thank you. I need to be, you know, horizontal. Well, but you just, you, you evolve, you, you mature, you do you so many things. Yeah, you, you, you get very lazy. You as just, you, lazy. As you you just don't older. care nearly as much as you cared no, about it when you were 18. not even remotely close to the same amount. That's why. Who was who the guy you guys had spots with? Uh, the guy who pumped your testosterone so high? Oh, uh, you're talking about Everest Men's Health. Ever, are, are they still advertisers? Uh, they, they have taken a break. Okay, well right then, now. go to any place. That you can get testosterone. I don't do it, but I know that buddies that take testosterone, mm-hmm. they feel like they're 18 again. I, I, I'm no, I'm I'm currently pausing doing their ads, but I still yeah. stand by it. It absolutely will change your your line of thinking. It I really do will. That. I should. I I would think I'd I'd love to be 18 again, but to know what I know now. But I guess it doesn't. It's not like you're gonna. It's gonna take you back to to your teens or your maybe even your 20s. But honestly, it does give you. A better sense of energy, focus. It, it, I stood behind everything when I when I was doing their ads. Yeah, it, it you does talked change. to me about it a little bit, and you're like, "Check this out." And I, I was like, "I said, Mike, thank you, you but look no, into thank it. you. Look into oh, it. Oh, well, that's what you meant by check this out. I didn't know what you meant <laughs> <laughs> when you said that the first time. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna. Okay, so you led me into a topic that I wanted to get mm-hmm. into, and I know we've discussed this several times on previous shows, but I did something that I didn't think I would ever do. Oh. And in fact, it, it was a subject on today's Garage Logic podcast where the mayor, Joe Souchere, went and saw Top Gun Maverick wow. last night at the theater. I think he said he went to the Grandview. Um, he took the beloved CP. Mm-hmm. They both loved it. Wow. They both loved it. Great. To the point where he even admitted, he goes, I think I might go see it again. And no, I told him. No way. And I told him, I said, I will tell you this, Joe. I liked it even. And I loved it the first time. I liked it even more the second time I saw it. Because there's a lot of detail. <laughs> That, was it a little too hard to understand? No, the first no, no, no. Time? It was just, it a little too complicated? Even though you know something's coming, you're like, oh yeah, I want to see this scene again. Really? Yes, I, I. I don't know if I'm just becoming the world's biggest 51 year old curmudgeon, but I don't get it. The movie was absolutely fine, but it was nothing I would ever waste my time on again. 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Am I that two percent of just so. a holes? I think so. I I hate that about myself. Well, I want to be the guy who's excited about it. So, I said to her. My wife, I said, why don't we go see it? Because her mom was in town mm-hmm. Thursday night to watch the boys play baseball. And I said, oh, we have a sitter. We might we might actually get to have a date yeah. night, even though their baseball game usually goes to like 730. You can go out after that. But yeah, I said, yeah. let's, I said, you want to go see the movie? Because she really wanted to go see it too. I said, your mom's here. Do you want to go see it tonight? And it was, I just want to go home. I said, all right, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So we took the boys Sunday night. And I thought... PG thirteen. It wasn't. I don't. No. Think well, yeah. so the the boys were ten and seven, and I never thought I'd. I I've always said, I'm never gonna cell phone. I'm never gonna mm. take them to a bad, bad, bad. But anyway, when we were driving there, I said, boys, now you're gonna hear a couple of words that you are not allowed to repeat. Wow. I said that's the only. And I said if 
if I catch you using one of those words, and they know what the bad words are. Mm-hmm. They, they they've yeah. they've hung out in the Fairbowl Laker baseball yeah. dugout. Okay, they've they've heard the bad words. Trust me. They've even heard me say it at a time or two. Mm-hmm. But I said you're not old enough to repeat those words yet, and I will be the one that judges when you are old enough. Nice. And I said, here's the real here. Here's the deal. If you break the promise and you use one of the bad words, we're never doing this again. And they went, okay, wow. dad. Okay, okay dad. Hi. So uh, we sat down and we had the damn theater to ourselves. It was a Sunday night. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful night. And there were maybe 10 other people in the theater with us. And we sat there. And the first time the S-bomb was dropped, okay. I was my wife is sitting to my right, my 10-year-old sitting to my left. And I hear him. Or I see him kind of on the corner of my eye, kind of glance and turn towards me. Yeah, and, he knows. And he said, "What, oh, Dad?" I, and I said, "It's okay, buddy. That that's yes, that's one of the words I'm talking about. You know." Mm. And so every time the bad word would be uttered, I could see him go. That's so cute. It was it was very cute. And they, by the way, it, they both loved it to the point where my wife even said, "I would go see this again." Really? Yes. You um are a good dad, Chris Reavers. Oh, well, I thank mean, you, you really have that. You were telling a story about Americana on uh, Monday Night Sports Talk, where the kids were getting fifty cents for baseball, but they oh, could pick it was candy. Great. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just a sweet, wholesome story. Yeah. And then I thought about my little angel <laughs> monsters, and I would say, "Hey, girls, you can get fifty cents if you go give that ball in." And they'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm watching up. TikTok. Yeah, I, I'm, there's chances of me going, I might have been able to get them with some, hey, there's candy there, but that still would be odd for them to care enough to walk over and get a ball. Well, that's the whole beauty behind that entire scam that is kids getting the fall mm. balls because it is part of when you host a game, you know, you got to retrieve, you got to yeah. retrieve them. It's Someone's not like go get them, yeah. going to a twins game and you get to keep it. No, that, they have mm. to be brought back because that's just the way it is. Yeah. But then it said, well, we can give you the 50 cents or, or here's, you know, 10 cents worth of candy that 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 it cost them to be able they to buy that bag. Though. Oh, yeah. God, it was, okay. it was And you fantastic. want your kid to have the candy. That's so much more fun. Yeah, because then they can burn down whatever it was, 10,000 pounds of sugar or whatever the hell they had at, at, at the Lonsdale. <laughs> that was a really game. sweet story. Yeah, though. it was fun. It's fun. Yeah. And honestly, I run into so many people now that both listen to this show mm-hmm. and obviously Garage Logic 2 that are at some of our baseball games. In fact, one came up to me after that. At that game in Lonsdale on Sunday, he said, "Hey, I, I live in town. I, I I knew you were part of the Fairboat team. I just wanted to come introduce myself and watch a baseball game." And I thought, "Wow, was he was Dale? No, was he just yelling swing? Bad, bad, bad. No, no, no. Yeah, no. He, just... he 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 lived in town. Uh, he came. He waited till after the game. He saw me with Jess and the boys and came and introduced himself to me because we pretty much had to leave right away to go catch the movie after sure. the baseball game. And he said, "I just wanted to come and say hi. I listen to you guys every day, and I like your show with Mike too." And I thought, "Oh, that's." That's really cool. Super nice. So thank you, Dale. I, I appreciate that. Super a little scary is the no, show. No, not on? at all. Not not at all. No, in fact, he said, "Yeah, I've been meaning to find a reason to come to." Because he said we just moved to the area. Oh, got it. Got and it. so they okay. just wanted to come watch the the local ball club. Totally makes sense. So you cool. just live a different life out in the sticks, right, or suburbs, or <laughs> yeah, whatever you're yeah. calling those areas. Yeah. I mean, I, I it was funny because Joe said, "You know, I'm going to reenact Joe. Where's Lonsdale?" Right, right. right. And then you said. <laughs> 19 to some snowman thing or something. What was it? Uh, the, well, if you take 35, 35 south in the Big Steer exit. The Big Steer means nothing to me. <laughs> I, I know where 35 south is, but the the Big Steer exit means absolutely nothing. So it's, I was laughing like, oh, you can keep saying, the, oh, you take a ride at the Big Steer. I'm like, so what? Where? Who knows where that Big Steer is? But it, it is funny because I'll... When I talk to you, you and Joe are almost the same guy because mm-hmm. you, you you have your six block radius. Yeah, we you like know, our space. And Joe goes yeah. from 
home to Hubbard, yeah. maybe to uh, golf which, or whatever. Which, no, which, we got golf, but yeah. which one's his store? Is it yeah, Grand? one of the ones on Grand. Yeah, one of your store on Grand. Grand. That's yeah. his. That's yeah. his friend yeah. Aloni. Yeah. He goes there four times a week, and he goes home. Like that's yeah, it. That's I his opened road. up, so I have a, a Vespa too, and I think he has a Vespa or some kind of scooter that he bought, yes. or whatever. And I opened up the front, and there was a couple of plastic bags in there, and I said, "Oh my God, am I am I slowly turning, turning into, into Joe, Joe Sutre? <laughs> is that? I mean, well, is this my life trajectory? But I see that, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, they wouldn't know that the best route between Mankato and Jordan is, you know, I'm thinking, well, yeah, that's just a foreign concept. Of it's so never many other a route people. I've ever taken. And I find that Mankato shocking. Mankato to Jordan. Well, why would I ever take that? Well, I'm just I uh, I just picked two cities at okay, random because I yeah. live in one and went to school in the other. Sure, I guess that's sure. just I just randomly picked those two cities. I have to go to Rochester in a couple days okay. for work. Well, you're going 52 straight south. I think I'm going 52, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that do I pass a big steer exit? No, that, that's okay. off 35. Yeah, I like this okay. game. Okay. <laughs> Reavers road trip navigation. Where yeah, else could, are we going to could next? Could you be my? Uh, 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 but I got to preface Google it by Maps. saying because of how much. <laughs> it, Town baseball has basically consumed every summer of my life mm-hmm. since I was 18 years old. Uh, so I've made all those trips. But it, my roadmap basically is from Hubbard Broadcasting south. South. Yeah. You know, so you anything, anything north of here I haven't frequented at nearly as much as I have in, su- in the southern part of the state. So do they have a town ball, Minnesota town ball commissioner? Oh, there, there's a state board. Is, and there's a president. How are you not on the board? Um, no, I am going to nominate no, no, you, you are not. for a board position. <laughs> no, you are not. I mean, you do all of you're I constantly know, at games. You go to other people's games. You you did the town ball classic year yeah. after year after year. The thing is, honestly, I, I I don't know that I would have a lot of interest in that. And and it's not to dismay what those guys mm-hmm. do because yeah. it's a board of ten guys, and there's the president, the vice president, and then the eight board members. And I just honestly, it's a lot of work. And all you basically deal no. Here's why: all you basically deal with is people complaining to you. Like bad calls. You're the bad guy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no look, as it, far yeah. as roster maintenance and why is this yeah. player ineligible, I have yeah. no interest in doing that. Yeah, you know, because there's no pay in it either. I mean, but there's a glory of being on the board. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'd rather just be the guy that's very supportive of town baseball. I love when people are on volunteer boards and they work so hard, and I think that person gets stuff done. But they don't. It doesn't. And and the other thing is, I mean, it's beautiful that they do it. My boys are now getting to the age where they're going to start being on teams that are. We're yeah. going to need to drive to this city and that city on a I given weekend. I can't wait till you have traveling team baseball. First of all, nothing could be better for you than traveling team baseball. So you're like, oh, Cedar Rapids. I'd love to drive to Cedar Rapids. <laughs> Come on, boys. Well, Dad, we don't need to be there for two days. Well, let's stop off we're, in Omaha for. We're uh, going today. <laughs> yeah, we're going today. There's a triple A team of uh, guys that are playing in Omaha. Let's stop and watch that game first. Honey, do you want to go? And she'll be the old, no, thank you. Have I told you what we're doing for the 4th of July yet? No. You're, okay. you're, yeah, I think you, wait, let me guess. They're flying someplace. You're driving someplace to meet them. Yeah. That's West Coast of, or East Coast? West Coast. Really? That far away? Yeah. Oh, okay, what town? Let me... Let me well, I... Maybe maybe I'll share with you once the trip is concluded because okay. we haven't really nailed down exactly what we're gonna do. I went yet. to your favorite town, San Diego. I went there <gasps> a couple of weeks ago. I is it the last time I was there was a year ago, March, mm-hmm. and I soured on it just a bit. Really? And I don't remember if we yeah. talked about this on or I think, off I think microphone. You did. I think we did. But I I still <sighs> fe- featured prominently in Top Gun Maverick, San Diego. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and I just you could finally tell that. The politics of California finally crept in and 
have started to erode that city. I stayed on Coronado Island, which is just gorgeous. By just the way. super cool, yeah. right? It just is a world. Uh, it's in its and own itself. separate city yep. from the actual city of San Diego. Gorgeous, yep. just a gorgeous place. And the best part about it is there are constant planes mm-hmm. just flying down the coast, mm-hmm. and not just like Cessna 182s or whatever. No. They're like. Uh, C-130 transports and fighter jets. And you're like, what is going on here? But at the end of the island is the base, mm-hmm. which is just cool. And every morning you saw a bunch of seals out there swimming. I I, I wake up at like five or whatever. So I'm up super early. Yep. And these guys are out swimming. And then I'm like, okay, I get done with my shower. I get done with coffee. And I'm like, they're still swimming. And I'm like, wait, huh, how long do those guys need to prove that they can swim? I mean, hours they're swimming. Good for them. And that water's, I went and tucked a toe in. And I had uh, some, you know, woo, little, yeah. little chill. Yeah, yeah, I had some significant shrinkage that I had to run away from. <laughs> so we I had, can say that we were talking about road trips, mm-hmm. and of course, gas prices being what they are. Do you want to share with me what you shared with me and Joe? Yeah, I saw. You know how I'm is that? Big, no, this is legit, right? This is to, well, it was on TikTok, so it's got to be, be legit. Okay, <laughs> so I'm watching a TikTok, and I get all of my news now, almost exclusively from TikTok. That's very right. I mean, yes. that's very. If you got to get it. You, you. got to get it from TikTok. And uh, there was an uh, Iranian man in Iran mm-hmm. filling his gas, and he did all the oh, we sell it in liters here, and it's this much, this much. Oh, by the way, the guy says, well, what does that mean in U.S. dollars? He says, oh, I filled this car up, and it was like a Mercedes C class car, and he okay. said, I filled this car up. For $3.20. And the person said, oh, gallons? And he goes, no, 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 no. I fill my gas tank up for $3.20. The the American dollar equivalent of whatever their currency yes, is. Yes, yeah. So okay. in, in the Iranian dinar or whatever it is, I, I don't know what it is. I, they're probably using dollars now, probably. But he spends $3.20 of American cash, huh. the equivalent. And that infuriated me. Because I don't know why the Putin uh, fuel tax isn't affecting Iran. I mean, well, shouldn't that affect everybody if they're pumping less fuel? I just couldn't believe it. People are getting killed in America. In San Diego, driving by a gas station, $7.19 per gallon. And right now it's probably closer to 10 it, it, You know, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, right. it could. They, they, I, I read a story. Wait, let me restate that. I saw a story on TikTok where their <laughs> their gas stations are reformatting their Datronic signs mm-hmm. so they can get another digit because they think gas is going to be $10 plus per gallon. So Joe had a story, I don't remember how long ago it was, um, and I believe it was out of Seattle where they're reconfiguring both the digital ones and even mm-hmm. the old school yep. turnstile to fit another digit because they expect the gas price to get to... I don't. I don't know gallon. what anybody's going. I, I'm looking at my Vespa's, thinking, "Okay, I'm 20 miles from work, but it gets 74 miles per gallon." Man, I can do this. I can Vespa to work. I just but won't be able to Vespa to work when it's freezing cold. Well, not to mention, it's you also have to start to equate safety into it. You can't of be course. getting on 35W in yeah. a Vespa. Well, I can if I'm way down by 19 and the 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 steer the turn steer. off. Yeah, no one's <laughs> down there. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And and you know, with all the construction, I don't want to sit in construction. You know, you're you're fine on a Vespa. My Vespa, it's one of the big ones, so it goes fast, right? And you know, it, it you can go on the highway with it. But you don't want to just stop because then you're just baking in the on with you know your helmet on well see every i'm gonna try to get deep here and i don't mean to but every means has an end mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. every reaction has a reaction mm-hmm. every every action every has action a reaction. has an equal thank and you. opposite reaction that's what yes. i was gonna say thank you very much and i said this earlier on gl today 
to the point where I said, well, what did we expect was going to happen when we shut down the, the country for two yeah. years, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah, but I don't even know if that correlates to the problems we're having today. Well, in, in some cases for supply chain issues mm-hmm. and things like that, it do, it did have an effect. But I guess my, my overriding point is, okay, yeah, this is happening right now. There are going to be greater consequences down the road that we don't even see yet. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be things like, Okay, yeah, uh, you go to the grocery store and a bag of chicken that was $5.99 two years ago now costs 15 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. There's going to be consequences for what we're seeing right now. This is just the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion, because fuel prices run the world. They, 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 really they just do. do. They really do. You know, know this mm-hmm. as a store owner. Mm-hmm. You, you see how, okay, the truck that would cost whatever, is they, they now have to pass that, that buck on to the store the owner. The consumer... Ultimately pays everything. Right. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of people that don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, just because fuels more that well, no, that that's going to affect your bottom line no. even when you don't fill your own tank of gas. And so of course what's happening is people don't have as much disposable income. We've talked about this a million mm-hmm. times. But what I also think is gonna happen is the work from home phase that we all had and some of it has gone yeah. away, that's coming back. You think work from home people are going to start working from home because again? Because here's what's gonna happen. Oh. People are gonna say, okay, because the employee has never had as much power as they do right now. Yes, I agree with you today. Because the demand, okay, is it the supply is, has exceeded? No, the demand, low, the, demand demand, the demand is high, the supply is low. Yes. And I think what's going to happen is people are going to start to realize that and say, well, um, hey, Mr. Boss Man, Mr. Mm-hmm. Boss Lady, uh, I'd like to stay working here. However... Uh, my family budget has exceeded to the point where I can no longer afford to drive to this place mm-hmm. five days a week, four days a week, yeah. whatever the case might be, to the point where they can say, well, um, we can sit you up or s- situate yourself and set you up to be able to work from home mm-hmm. because we would like to retain you because it's far cheaper for us to keep an existing employee happy than letting that person walk out the door, hiring a new person and spending all that time and resources and getting them trained and up to speed to where this person is at right now. Okay, so... Let me counterpoint that. Did I get really heavy? No. Unnecessarily? I, I think you, you made a lot of sense, but I think that is current. I think what you're talking about is current situation. So when a guy like Elon Musk says, I have 99,000 employees, I'm letting go of 10,000 of you, and everybody who is thinking they were working from home now gets to work in the office, now the tide there has changed. Because if someone says, well, I want to work from home, and he says, congratulations, you can't, good luck to you. You now have to get your butt back into the office. That changes because that power dynamic, like you said, was the employees now is going to be a little bit of recession or a little bit, of, a couple of few points of unemployment sure. change that dramatically. All you have to do is have Tesla say, oh, instead of 10,000 employees, we're going to lay off 20,000 employees. And now that's 20,000 people looking for super high end jobs. That fills up a lot of the jobs that are out there right now, right, of those high-end kind of jobs. True. It doesn't it doesn't fill them all out, but it fills a chunk of them up. And it just takes a little bit of consumer psyche and, and employee psyche to say, you know what? If my boss says I best come back to the office, I better come back to the office. And there is no world that a company would rather have people spread out all the way over. Some guys are sitting by his pool looking at his phone. Some people are working harder than they've ever worked at home, but you can't identify that. It's strange. Let me tell you a really interesting story. So my my buddy works for, I'm just going to say he works for Microsoft, right? The Goliath of, and he has a program that I too have because I have Microsoft. And I can tell exactly the productivity of every single one of my employees, how much they're on their computer, what they're responding to, how long they respond to an email. If that 
email uh, corresponded to work or something different. How long? They have every single data point ever. And I said, well, boy, to my buddy, I said, I bet you some of your clients would love to know that. So they could go ahead and say, this person's working from home. They have a 78 score. They're 78% efficient. This person's working from home. He's a 24% efficient. He goes, we don't want people to know that because it's we have so much data and we know so much of what they're doing. We kind of don't even want people to know that we can do that, that the boss can say exactly. Mm. Give, we can give them a score, write it on a piece of paper and say, oh, by the way. And I, and I said um, they, they were contemplating an offer it like we're not going to tell you who got the 24, but someone in your organization of 10,000 people so got a score of 24. They're trying to just keep everyone on their toes, letting them know that. We can monitor you we if, can we, monitor if we choose to. Literally everything. How long it takes you, because a lot of the phones are linked in, right? How long it takes, did you call that person back? Were you on what call? Oh, that call just happened to be, oh, you were on a competitor's website. I mean, all of this stuff. I thought, huh, that's a lot of data. That's a lot of data on me. But then don't you then have to, if you wanted to implement that, wouldn't that then result in you having to be basically find someone where that was their job 40 hours a week? It, no, I, I honest to God, I think you can just press a button and the report pops out. Oh, okay. right, it's that smart. Oh wow! But again, they're not telling everybody about it because they just don't want to have the world hate Microsoft. How, how much would you hate Microsoft if you said, "Here, Microsoft productivity report just came out, and by the way, you, you're not eligible for a raise." Well, I'm. I guess I would consider myself the type of employee that wouldn't really worry about it. Yeah, that's true. Go have you just looked at your search engine history there? On my work computer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine here. Oh, really? Okay, good. No, at home, it's okay, a different okay, story. Okay, good. Okay, no. I'm not that stupid. No. If I'm going to look stuff up, it's not going to be on a work computer. It, it was funny that, so my company, we sold my company, right? You know, I heard that. FY last e- year. We, emailers have heard that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, a little while back. And then I went on to, um, I was trying to find out some gambling percentage on this live, this new golf, right? The 54 I golf actually, league. I was going to bring this up, so I'm glad you're going Super there. interesting. I just wanted to see, like, okay... You know, obviously it's a big dollar thing. Uh, are they going to have gambling on it? So I, I went to just, I searched odds. I'm not a gambler. I just searched golf odds and then I clicked a link and my computer for the first time ever said, you do not have access to that website at my, at my work. And I your thought, personal, oh, your work computer. Like my work sorry, computer I'm said sorry. that. So they put on some filter that doesn't allow me to gamble. And I thought, well, I've never gambled in my life before. But as soon as I saw that filter, I thought... I kind of want to start gambling now. <laughs> as soon as I realized that I you couldn't, couldn't do go it, there. I thought, huh, well, now I want now to. Now I kind of want to start gambling. Like I want to lose all of my money gambling. So the it's, it's called the LIV tour. Yeah, live, live LIV, tour. but it, it stands for fifty four, right? Right. Because there's fifty four players right. that make up. It, it's weird that it's the same fifty four with a couple of notable names and then a, many names you just don't care anything about. So you are an avid golfer, but also golf fan. Yes, I am. I, Do you I don't, have any interest in this whatsoever? Um, you know, I have interest in it. I, I think the PGA was so restrictive for many years. They would block people from p- playing non-PGA events. You could only do one every year. I mean, there was a lot of restrictions. And it's too bad that everybody didn't say, oh, watch, we're all going to go. I had the exact same thought when when Joe and Pat brought this up yesterday, but continue, please. Well, I mean, just, you know, because then they could say, hey, we we want eight more tournaments, and it's okay, we'll have to share it. You've had a monopoly on golf for many, many, many years, right? And you've had a monopoly on us for many years, and we'd like to, and I mean, this, they're throwing around money that's just unstinking. Well, and money's no no object. No object They they don't care. If If they wanted to go get... 
uh, LeBron James yep. to play in a basketball league, obviously they they could afford him if he chose to go that route. My my point being that if if they they offered Tiger one billion or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, nine figures, right? Whatever. So, it's like okay, no. obviously money is no issue, and it just yeah, it, it, it just, then just comes down to personal choice. Because I yeah. had the same thought where once you started to see names like like Dustin Johnson's a huge name, a huge name. And obviously, Phil was a huge name, still is kind of a big name because he's recognizable, mm-hmm. but he's obviously not nearly the golfer he once yeah. was. Because I almost thought, okay, well, the golfers themselves, not the PGA governing body, mm-hmm. but the golfers themselves are almost like a fraternity, right? Yep. It's it's almost like the coaching circuit is a fraternity. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to rip each other, but no one's allowed. You know what I mean? Sure, so you it's, don't want to say anything that bad about brotherhood. So when when all of a sudden the PJ started to hand out suspensions for these guys, I was thinking, well, aren't the rest of the golfers going to kind of stick by their 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 pals? Or, yeah. but I get, but I also get the massive political implications because of who is running the LIV tour. There's that part I get. That. That I think they I get. made a slight mistake locking it in at four, 54 guys because they should say, come on over, right? But they don't want to have a cut where you don't make the cut, sure, right? Sure. And that was part of the thing. If you play, you're getting paid. No matter what, you're you're getting some chunk, no matter what. So everyone's like, okay, I'm guaranteed something right. because I go there, I'm not going to get cut. And it's the money. I mean, was it, it who won? Billy Schwartzel? Did he win the first one? Sure. I'm making that up, but I think okay. it was him. $5.4 million or $4.8 million, whatever he got. That was the largest purse he's ever had. It almost equated to all of his other winnings on the PGA Tour okay. in one tournament. It's like, well, that's life-changing money. And he was given $20 million or $15 million or $10 million to come over. right? So he's having a $20 million payday one week into it, and he has seven more tournaments to play if it lasts only one year. And I, I don't know if I was the PGA. I'd want to fight with that money that's coming in from Saudi Arabia. I don't know... You know, they're selling they're selling barrels of oil to us for 120 bucks a barrel or whatever it is. We're paying for it. We're paying uh, seven bucks a gallon. They're making some money right now, mm-hmm. right? And they they are they're flush. They can go ahead and get. I, I was really surprised to see Justin Johnson. I was really surprised because he is like still a prominent top winning golfer. Saying, I don't care if I ever go to another PGA event. I don't care if I ever get to play in the greats of golf. I don't care if I do that. You know, that could last another fifty years for him. But these guys are also not dumb. Well, in Dustin's case, he might be. Yeah. Um, I'm joking, of course, because they can still, but they can still play in the majors. He can play in the majors, yeah, and that's really the only tournaments these guys genuinely care about, anyway. That's a very good point. Right? And the only reason they play in these, what would you call them, these ancillary mm-hmm. tournaments? Would that be the right sure, way to call a, it? Is to to warm up for the majors. Right? It's because they want to prepare themselves yeah. for the majors. Well, they can now do that while making sixteen times the money that they were going to make playing on the PGA. What did he Tour. get? I think they said Dustin Johnson got one hundred and fifty million bucks to right. go over. There's no chance he's I mean, going to make that on no, the PGA Tour. No, I mean it would be really hard. But then you're now you're a pria from the PGA, and it, it's funny because I've I've been to. A lot of PGA Tour events, they're really, really kind of fun. And mm-hmm. you, you see the same people at every event, and they do the same things. Like, you know, they have the Pro-Am and then the dinner that night, and every and Jim Nance is there, and he's talking. And and then next week, they have the Pro-Am and then the dinner, and Jim Nance is talking. And it's like, okay, well, that would be kind of fun, right, for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it would feel a lot like work, and then it would feel a lot like, wow, I'm not home anymore, and I'm traveling all the time, right. and I don't see my kids, and someone's going to hand me $150 bucks to play these eight tournaments. Let's do it. Right. Let's see what this looks like. Right. You know, I, I think it would be a totally different thing. I don't know. I mean, 150 million. It, it's. I, I go back to that one college study where they said to people, like, "I'll give you a million dollars 
if I can take your family dog, right? And everyone was like, no way, I'll never give away my family dog for a million dollars. But then they took <laughs> like their, you oh, you have a car loan for $38,000. I will pay off your $38,000 car loan, but you have to give it. And like a huge percentage of them said yes to that. But they would still have to give up the dog? Yes, because a million dollars was unreal to people. Like, I don't, you know, what's a million dollars? I don't know. But 38000 like, that's my entire car payment or my student loan if I get rid of my dog. I'll sell my dog for $38,000. i will say no to a million dollars because it just doesn't seem real. But for a real amount that, that mentally affected mm. them, they were willing to do it. Well, I don't know what $150 million is, but Dustin Johnson does. He knows because he's made $100 million. He said, oh, well, this moves me up another category, and then I'm done. I never have to work again ever but, in my life. But, Mike, we don't have to worry about any of that because we have the current president administration that's going to wipe out all of my student debt. Well, I thought, thought something was even more important. Aren't we on, like, 11 more years of just the earth in Who and of knows? itself? Who knows? Right? Um, isn't, that what, isn't that what your thing? You were talking about, or we were ta- discussing mm-hmm. employment, work from home, mm-hmm. things of that nature. I don't know if you have seen... The it was a viral workplace post. So you know, every place of employment, I'm sure you guys have this at the hardware sure. stores, it has the 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 employee, you know, bulletin board where mm-hmm. hey, uh, don't forget you gotta turn in your insurance information by mm-hmm. the end of the year. Things things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the list of the twenty twenty two workplace holidays. That's what we have here at the Hubbard, along with other things. Hey, Susie's having a bake sale for her Girl Scout troop or whatever. There was one that went viral, and I'm curious to get your take on this. So apparently they were this place of, and I don't even know what the name of the company was or what type of business it was, but I'm going to guess it was an office type cubicle setting. Mm-hmm. That's just what I gleaned from looking at the, the post. And it said, new rule in the workplace. <laughs> For every one minute that you are late, you will work an additional 10 minutes. Ooh. Because apparently I, I'm going to guess that workplace uh, punctuality was in question. Wow. And I'm thinking, huh, hmm. well, one or two things is going to happen. One, people are going to start showing up on time, or mm-hmm. two, people are going to quit. Yeah, and people are going to quit. But Which I think it's more likely B will happen, because I'm going to guess, and I'll, I, I will yeah, let you yeah, roll yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to guess, based on that, and I'm completely generalizing, but that's what we do here, it's probably early 20-ish to mm-hmm. early 30-ish type of a workplace environment where some of those people at that age are very casual about, well, nine o'clock might mean nine oh eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you just gave me, you know, your argument about it's still a employee strength thing. That's an employer strength thing. Because they're self-filtering. They're saying, oh, you're three minutes late. You don't want to work an extra 30 minutes. See you later. Hmm. Right? Because they don't need that person anymore. And so it's cheaper for them to quit than us to fire yes, you. Yes, exactly. If you don't want to do it. So that's the that's hmm. the tide turning. Obviously, you want it right in the middle. You want everyone to have the same amount of strength. Right? The employer and the employee. Do you? Yeah. You want to just smack dab in the middle. Okay. You want to be able to, you want to have to treat people. You know how like when you do that thing where you're like, I'll give you 10 bucks and it's like, oh, I really wanted 20. Well, how about we meet in the middle? And you both feel like, okay, it's- We both won at 15. Yeah. 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 We both won at 15 and we both kind of lost at 15. I think you want every negotiation to be kind of those negotiations. Okay. Right? So you're like, okay, eh, it sucks a little bit, but it's kind of great. And you know, they want the employee to say, ah, it sucks a little bit, but it's kind of great. Right? And I think that that is a super punitive thing. Another one of the books I read or I saw on TikTok, they had this, this, uh, sometimes they do those things. Companies will do that and they think they're going to get this one result and they get something totally different, right? The law of unintended consequences. When they had the, the daycare center and they said, hey, for every 10 minutes you're late, we're going to charge you 10 minutes 
or ten dollars, sure, sure. right? And then all of a sudden, everybody started becoming late because mm. they said, "Oh, we never knew we could be late before." Now, so what? Ten bucks for ten minutes? I'm going to be late all the time. I, get, I got an extra whatever out of work, or I, I got to. I, go. I can go do it. They've yeah. given me permission to be late as long as I pay, and they they that was the unintended consequence that that daycare center n- never thought of, right? Mm-hmm. And they might have made a little bit of money because they actually charged the ten bucks. Uh, as a side, mm-hmm. I don't know if your girls did daycare. Yeah, yeah, uh, they did. Yep. They did. Okay, yep. so you know. Mm-hmm. God bless daycare oh my God. workers. And we, we were lucky. We were so, so lucky when we moved to Carver before my second son was born because we had to, we had to find new daycare because we had we, we moved from Chanhassen to Carver. And we're mm-hmm. thinking, what the bleep are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. we started to scour and we found we could not found could not possibly have found someone better than our gal, Miss Jenny. She was the absolute best. And then I remember. Either coming in late a little bit, you know, because Jess and I have odd schedules where mm-hmm. I'm a little bit later and she's much more earlier. We did that because of our, our our home situation. And I remember getting there a little bit later one day. I don't know if it was the day Joe was off or whatever. And so I got to see peak madness. Mm-hmm. And I just went up to her and just gave her a hug. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, how, how, do, you do, you, how do you do this? And yeah. she said, what do you mean? Like, it didn't even phase her yeah. that what she was witnessing was carnage. Oh, At my, least I was anyway, and I thought I would last ten minutes doing this job. Oh, I, I could. Never, and I love my never. kids, sure. but it's, it's the ten other kids. And you can even like those kids, and they're great right? kids. Yeah, yeah they're but good it's kids. just nonstop commotion. So, I'm going to tell you my story. <laughs> so my first daughter Adelaide, yep. right? Yep. Three months in the day old, I could take her to McDonald Montessori off of West Seventh Street in St. Paul. Okay. Right? Beautiful little school. I toured it, and there was a kid out in the playground playing guitar, and kids were singing and dancing. I'm like, oh my god, this place is perfect. Love it. So I, I bring my kid there and I dress her in this cute little onesie because it's her first day. I have her in the car seat and I go to pick her up and I reach behind her and she had crapped all up her back, <laughs> oh, all the way to her hairline. No. And I, I just like, my face just gets red and flushed. I'm like, oh my God, she had a blowout of massive proportion. I mean, it was just it was everywhere. all the way up. And I look and I said, I, I, I turned to the woman and I said, I, I'm so sorry this happened. I got to take her home. She goes, are you kidding? I said, what? And she goes, that happens all day here. We got it. And I looked at this one. I'm like, oh, you mean you'll accept her in this condition? In this, in this current form? Yeah. And she's like, so I like would take her in her pajamas. I mean, I, from that day forward, I was like, good luck to oh, her. You no. know, she has a stick of gum stuck in her hair. It's like, ah, I don't care. You take her. And they, they were just literal angels there. The, yeah. the people at St. Saint, Saint, uh, it's, it's just another level that I, I could never get to. Ah, uh, No. I did. I was fine changing diapers. My kids' diapers. I don't think I could do it for anybody else. I remember doing it a couple of times for my niece and my nephews. Mm-hmm. But it. I mean, very, very. Yeah, it would be yeah. Christmas was at my parents' house, oh, and I could tell my sister, my brother, whatever that they were. They were hammered. Oh, you didn't God. want them to drop the baby. And of <laughs> course, I. Well, no. It's like you know, we didn't have kids at the time. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'll help out yeah, for two yeah, minutes, and yeah. I knew I was never going to have to do it for sure. You know, whatever. It was a one-off. two years. But oh yeah, when it's your kids, it's one thing. But I, when it's someone else's kid, I, I can. I'm, I'm good. My my okay. grandpa did the best thing. He did the smartest thing in the world. So my grandpa Sam, he was changing his uh, newborn daughter's diaper, and um, started gagging, walked outside, and threw up outside. Right, because it was just so. And I don't know if that's real, but he was the smartest man in the world because they had six children. And when you throw up on the first diaper change, you're never you're asked basically to do it again. saying to your wife. 
Sorry, Toots. You got to take all six from here on out. So even if he, he probably took some Epicac or whatever that is to make himself throw up. Right. Smart, though. He was a smart man. I'm going to tell you that. He was definitely a smart man. Uh, there was one other thing that I was going to ask you about, and unfortunately, I forgot to write it down. It was good. That was going to be the best part of the show, no, too. No, no, no. I have it here somewhere. Oh, oh. Here's well, what I got I some hate mail, by the way, because I didn't know that uh, Kent Turbeck lived in Bloomington. You and got hate mail for that? Uh, just somebody said, oh, come on. How could you not know that? And in, I, I'll, in I'll retrospect, I do. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. I was quite surprised you I, didn't know that. I think I did know it. I just okay. think it, it just didn't come oh, to importance. To I me. was going to play this, but you don't have headphones mm-hmm. on. Um, but it was it was a great video clip that I got from loyal listener Megan um, about what would happen if we had the draft, the military draft today. Oh, no. So yeah. I think what I'll do, I'll save it for next week and prepare you because you have to hear it. It's, it's so spectacular. You and know, it's so... Perfect for where we're at in 2022. I'm going to guarantee there's going to be some like women. Congratulations, women! You get drafted now. I mean, is that can we not? And I get yours was a parody, but is that not the case? I mean, how would they do that today? I guess based, and I don't know the name of this comedian. That'll give me time to find out what this comedian's name is because he's very, very funny. Mm -hmm. But one of the captions underneath it, or one of the comments underneath it, basically said, "This perfectly says where we're at with the 18 to 25 year olds in most." Most of America today, which was, is pretty funny. I was listening to another TikTok video about Jesus, parody and payments, right? TikTok reference yeah, pa- today. parody. And, well, it's not. Uh, at least it wasn't Twitter. Um, <laughs> it was parody in, in job pay, right? Okay. You know that men and women should make the same amount, right? And, and they said, you know, it's unfair. Women aren't CEOs, and they're not represented enough in in this. And he's like, the person who they were talking to said, well, as soon as there's parody in bricklayers. So why isn't, well, you know, you want parody in doctors and CEOs and sure, attorneys, sure. but why is that fair when we don't have parody in bricklayers and firemen and parody in roofers? Interesting. You know, it's like, well, why isn't, why isn't there forced parody there? And I thought, huh, that's an interesting way to put it. I never thought of, you know, of course, I, I don't, I personally don't care who does the job, right? But it's hard to say, hey, we want parody on all the great stuff, but, oh, we're not going to be bricklayers. Interesting. Right? Yeah. But then if someone said, hey, we need parity in daycare workers, I'd say, pay them more. Yes. <laughs> pay them more. Teachers, <laughs> yes, you're next. That's right. <laughs> Teachers of elementary students, yes. you're next. Good luck. Right. You get all the pay that you want. Uh, all right. Well, well, we'll save that for next week, All right, Reavers, you are the best. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to this fine, fine program on whatever platform you happen to be listening to it. We really appreciate it because it helps others find the show. For Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.